Okay, good night. And it is time for In the Mix, Conversations with Colette and Corliss. We're going to continue this great show. We're going to keep it moving. We've got Joshua Schneelock, who is with us this afternoon, and he is going to talk to us about his business coming to America. He could have made the movie Coming to America. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Coming to America. How Uh, are you? You know, I, I had to mute myself because I got even excited about the topic you just had before. Awesome, great, uh, great stuff. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So I'd like to introduce you to Dr. Corliss Bennett, who is the other host here, our co-host here at Intentional Talk Radio, Conversations in the Mix. And we, we've got a great show this afternoon. You just heard the two fellas talk about Bitcoin and Uh, cryptocurrency and all of that. I'm sure you are familiar with that. Kind of. I think I can can tell you my wife is more familiar with it. She's a good, she she knows how to do those things. Um, Okay. uh, But um, kind of. She she shares a lot of how she does it. And it's a pretty excited, uh, exciting thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It it really seems like it's, it's very exciting. It really seems like it. So we we don't, I don't, we're not going to get in, in, in that right now. We're going to talk about what you're doing. You're coming to America. You were born there in Germany and you've got a story that needs to be told all over the planet. So, you know what, Joshua, I don't think I can do any justice to your history and your story. Corliss, anything you want to say before we get started? Because Joshua's got a great one here. Corliss, anything going on with you? Um, no, hey, thank you for joining us. And it's it's a it's a you know it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. We've got sunshine and and she uh, got the beach in the background. See, she's always at the beach. <laughs> right. I needed something to, to calm me when I'm in these Zoom meetings and stuff at work. So I figured I have the beach, you know, the let the roaring, you know, waves take me away in my mind at least. Um, no, you know, nothing's really going on. It's just it's just uh, it's nothing is going on, but a lot is going on. Um, I'm just waiting to hear about the memorial services of my friend who did not believe in the vaccine and now is dead. Oh, is gosh. Dead. Yeah, he died. Um, he, they said he was feeling good. or they, Somebody saw him and he, they said he was feeling good on Thursday and they found his body, um, did, a, did a, a welfare check and found him dead. And I'm just like, I, <laughs> you know. Oh, oh God. It, yeah. yeah. So this that, is one of the... This is one of the part we do in the community. Um, we actually, with the company I created uh, about five years ago, we offer free COVID testing and we oh. do this a lot. People are really, um, and because it's, it's, it's kind of overwhelming with a lot of different information, you know, people don't trust other people say, okay, uh, I want to get all my vaccines right now done immediately. It's, we're experiencing really different uh, 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 situations and um, coming from Europe, um, vaccines are mandatory in Europe all, all, for many many years. You um, said are they are are mandatory. mandatory? Yes, and it's you know it's it's kind of socialism a little bit more where everybody takes care of the other one until that thing. So and um, we started um, with free COVID testing about a year ago, and we. We're helping communities. We're helping. I actually established this in our preschool uh, with the company where we have clinicians. We test every week. We keep um, try to keep the, the preschool open. And, uh, and that's something really I can actually really strongly recommend um, to everybody uh, should take a little bit more self-responsibility to, uh, to keep the community safe. And uh, we hear that. Yeah. Are a lot of the kids, um, um, having COVID there? No, we had a we had a few kids uh, uh, with COVID, and they cannot go to preschool um, because they have to then self quarantine. But um, and then, but uh, for everybody else on family and kids, we were trying to help uh, the preschool to stay open <laughs> because um, uh, be be closed, and then it's in the family. The time changes, and and it's kind of it's hard to really. Handle that um, if you if both parents work, you know, right. and, and then uh, the kid stays home. The parents, the schedule of the parents get lost, and all those things. It's chaos, and that's why it's something really good if we all take 
everybody takes a little bit more self-responsibility because that helps the entire community. Not This is not a, a responsibility for, for your own. This is a responsibility for everyone, you know? Absolutely. I agree. And I agree also. And I'm, I'm glad to hear that you have a preschool, but I think one of the things that we're missing in all of this, this is a pandemic. Pandemic means it's worldwide. Nobody is immune. It's everybody. So how is it people feel like they don't have to be responsible? I'm not in it because of my constitutional rights. And I say all the time, there's nowhere in the constitution did it ever talk about COVID. So let's keep the constitution out of it. So your constitutional right, just like we have a constitutional right to be healthy. Everybody has the same right to be healthy. Everybody. So whatever is necessary for everybody on the planet to be healthy, I personally feel it's everybody's responsibility to do so. And one thing you have to remember, they can't get rid of all of us. Okay? So if you believe in that theory that there's something nefarious going on, they're not going to try to get rid of all of us. They're just not going to do it. And if you're black, they're not thinking about you. Do what's necessary to keep everybody responsible. That's what's really important because nobody is immune to this. Nobody. Nobody. So before we get too far into that, as we do all the time. Right. Yeah. Let's not go ahead, Corliss. No, that was it. I just, you know, was just giving kind of a highlight of, you know, what's going on. And it's just so sad because, you know, I keep getting messages of this person passed, this person passed. And, and, but the, the last person though, did not believe in the vaccination. I went to, well, I went to school with him. He's like four years younger than me, but I mean, I knew him, you know, and I just saw him last year at, at one of the famous burger joints, uh, fresh and meaty, which is on the corner of eighth Avenue in Florence. <laughs> and I rem- I was there and he was like, cool. And I was like, Oh my God. And, we, and I was like, Oh, let's take a picture together. And so I put that picture on Facebook. I said, I just saw him and now he's dead. And it's just like, you know, I passed by there when I leave my mom's house and I was just, I just, all I could do was shake my head. Like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's gotten to be too much and definitely, definitely yeah. too much. And uh, what's his, what's the guy's name? My Bill Maher, Bill Maher was, was on his program the other night talking about, or saying enough already enough. We're tired of this enough. Right. And we really are. We really are. We're exhausted with all of this. It's just overwhelming for everybody. I don't think there's one person that can say, oh, they're just flying through and it's A-OK. No, that person needs to be on Uranus. We got to stop this. And it's up to every, (laughs) it's up to everybody to be responsible. She has an obsession with Uranus, you know. (laughs) <laughs> I just say, just let it go. Just let it fly on by. You know, she has a, she has her obsession with certain words and that's one of them. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, but anyway, so what Joshua, you going to talk about today, Mr. Uh, Joshua, what, what, tell us what you're talking about today. You know, um, it's, it's hard to switch over, but you know, I'm talking <laughs> a bit more about clamor. I talk a bit, a little bit more about um, how I came uh, from Europe, from Germany to the United States, I'm talking. I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, my memoir I'm, I'm writing right now, and how I, yeah, how I grew up my business here in the United States as a as a German African, and, and nowadays as a German African American. You know, I, yeah. I I I got my passport last year. Um, um, really uh, taking my birthrights. Um, my father was African-American soldier in Germany, and I never met him. So I grew up in an orphan in Germany, pretty close in uh, to France um, and with nuns. And uh, yeah, and I worked my way through, um, I'd like to always like to say through the jungle. <laughs> Even oh. though it was not a real jungle. It was a uh, the jungle of happiness, of, of failure, of, of, of frustration, of uh, uh, sometimes of hate, and uh, but all the way through um, through all those channel uh, uh, challenges um, um, until I became a U.S. citizen uh, last year. And um, oh. about uh, about seven years ago, 
or eight years ago, I came here to the United States and I built my own company here, an insurance company, a wide-wing insurance solution, where we actually help younger folks, AFLAC agents or agents as a whole, captive agents to become an uh, insurance broker. Yeah. Ah, and okay. uh, because my, my story was so uh, interesting for people, I always said, so, um, okay, um, let me write um, the story down for, um, for, um, for everyone who um, struggles, who has not the, the easiest life as a, as a kid, as a, as a child, because we all have life stories. We all go through life. Right, you know? right. And right. but I think I was kind of um, no, I don't want to say lucky, but you know I found a way, uh, a magical way to get through it and to end up in the in in a land I always was dreaming of as a little boy, and and that's the story I write um, with a with a great uh, editor um kevin morris um he's on the call as well uh-huh. um, um, um we're, we're creating um, um an opportunity for um for uh, um, agents to become financial um stable for themselves you know because insurance is 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 um is a is a great way to um get financial stability yeah right um, right you know and i i Say that because I was my my uh, my business in Germany. What I worked on was I was a model. You know, I was uh, I was a band, a band. Uh, I was in a boy band. You know, I I was in the media industry. I never thought about ending up in the insurance world or in the financial world. You know, wow. But, but coming to the U.S. it leaded me into uh, in in this great opportunity because. Um, when I came here, um, one of the really worst situation I experienced, and I think this is, you know, 60% in the United States are uh, bank, go, go bankrupt because of healthcare costs. You know, I don't know if you know that. And, no. um, and I had an experience back in the days, and this was really the first year I, I was in the United States. I had an insurance, I, I purchased an insurance, a PPO plan, and I had... I had huge stomach ache. I, I I don't know if you know the the movie Alien, you know, with Sigourney Weaver when this yes. alien comes out of the stomach. Yeah. yeah. And the pain. Can you imagine the pain you have no. when something comes out of your stomach is really coming from out from inside, is breaking out and and bleeding and all those things. That's how I felt in the oh. middle of the night or in the morning, early in the morning at three a.m. in the morning. And I was lucky. I, 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 I at that time I lived in Beverly Hills. And I was walking to Cedar Sinai um, because I was so in pain. You walked to Cedar in pain? Yes, in pain. I did this. What? Yeah. Really? I kind of bring me. And now I, I came in there. I was sitting in a, in, a, in, a, in a roll chair. And they said, so what's happening? What's happening? I have pain. I have pain. And I, they brought me immediately in, in a separate room. And they were looking, putting me in an IRMI. The doctor came and I said, we don't find anything. We don't know. But uh, but drink this. So they gave, gave me some white liquid. Two days later, uh, not two days, uh, two hours later, the pain went away. So, but, it, but nobody knew what happened, what's going on. So, but the funny part or the crazy part is um, three, uh, three weeks later, I got the bill. And it was $10,000. No, it was thirty thousand dollars for so all he did was listen to your heart and then give you something and you know what was it it was a constipation yeah yeah the white piece the white drink they gave me was actually to relax the the muscles and everything so that i actually go to the restroom you know right yeah but here's why i'm telling you 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 didn't even you didn't even need them you just needed a drugstore that had milk and magnesia correct so the the thing is Here's why I'm telling you this story. This is when I started to experience um, why insurance is so important, um, was became so important for me because a $30,000 bill 
with a 20% of you are paying out of pocket, you know how much money this is out of pocket. So this is already in average in the United States, the reason why people go on a pay plan and just imagine in average of uh, uh, the US, uh, in the US, they make 40,000 or $50,000. You already go on debt because of a constipation bill. Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. That absolutely. showed me, that showed me how vulnerable um, a human being here is here in the United States and how, how much help is needed to, to, um, to do something good into, into this industry. So that's how I actually started. We, we, I, I met one of the most influential person here in California, Carl Dickerson, who actually opened the door for me to be an exclusive um, developer for his brokers to, to, to um, show them how you can actually um, replace out-of-pocket expenses by bringing in voluntary carriers like Affleck, for example. You, you may know the, the dark yeah. Affleck, Affleck. Right, right. Affleck. The duck, yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's how this all started with me. You know, wow. I ended up because of a story or, of a situation like that in, a, in, an insur- in the insurance world. So, and, um, uh, and I have seen in this last six years, I've seen a lot of people crying, running out of, the, out of offices um, because they got a check, you know, $10,000 check from Affleck or um, money to replace or to offset their out of offices. So, so, so Joshua, now you've been here in the States for how many years? Now, um, nine years. Only nine years? Only nine years, yes. So you were doing modeling and the boy band all that time? No. That was in Germany, Germany. yeah. Right, in Germany. So in Germany, you were doing that, and then you came here nine years ago, and you started in the insurance industry. Yes. You after you after you walked to Cedar Sinai and got the thirty thousand dollar bill. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. so, So you boy, that's that's Wow, that's crazy because there are a lot of people, it takes them 19 years to get where you've gotten in such a short period of time. That's outstanding. That's excellent. I can appreciate that 30000 bill. I recently got a bill from Huntington and they didn't give me anything except they said there's nothing wrong. And for them to tell me that there was nothing wrong, one bill was 11000 Yeah, And yeah, 11000 And the next time, the other one, for them to say, there's nothing wrong, that was 7000 And all they did was tell me, uh, you need to talk to somebody. And that was it. And I looked, I got the bill. I said, you guys have got to be losing your minds. And what I don't understand, Joshua, is there are doctors who won't take Medicare, Medi-Cal, Medicaid. And I was explaining to someone, I don't even remember who it was, why doctors don't take Medi-Cal, Medicaid, or Medicare. And that's because of the money. That's right. It's because, it's because the they're not making any dollars, you know. They're not making any money on Medi-Cal, Medicaid, and Medicare. That's yeah. it. So just to give you a, a little bit more prospect of, of how, you know, coming from Europe, um, insurance is, is um, you, you said it in the beginning, there's certain things um, 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 like uh, constitutional. You know, there's certain things you have the right to. In Europe, insurance is you have the right to get insurance. It's a little bit more, yes, you can see it like, oh, this is socialism and all those things, you know. I mean, that's why we're so proud that actually Obama at least tried to establish a program to really help the poor, or the, the, not only the poor, the people in the middle, in the middle range of, 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 of structure and, and of, of people, of working class, you know, so at least get minimum coverage. So now in Europe, or especially in Germany, if I, if I buy me an insurance, it's a 400 euros or $500, yeah, and, and that's it. I don't see doctor's bill. I don't see hospital bills. I don't see all of those things. You just pay this per month and that's it. Everything is covered. Yeah, that's a huge difference. So in the US, insurance, health, hospital, that's a business. That's a profit. Yeah, so 
and that's why I'm always when we when we help communities when we help um, with our agents we have about um, 125 agents already in our system where we help with our agents communities individuals or business owners um, with insurance is um, we're always trying to educate them on here's why it's so important to look at insurance if you don't do it it will cost you more than you think you can save if you're not buy or if you're not purchasing or buying an insurance every single month right it will yeah. fall back on your feet and it will cost you more again i started with some numbers you know 60% of bankruptcy in the united states is because of healthcare costs and i'm only talking about those people who are registered we we don't talk about of those people who are not even registered on 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 record so we have a lot way more and a way higher percentage of people being bankrupt because of healthcare costs so it is really this is a huge and that's why for obama this was a huge 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 important piece to make sure at least to bring a solution um to individuals to to the population you know and that's something i saw for myself when i came in here to the united states um hey this is a great this is a great way how i can contribute uh, to a country i love i love yeah i i love united states more than than germany even though i grew up you know even i i had so many great people in germany my nun um who is the sister of siegfried and roy i don't know if you know the mark oh yeah family. siegfried and roy uh-huh. yeah, um um uh, fischbacher and um and um i i grew up she was the person who educated me she was the person who gave me the 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 um the energy you know you were talking about um how did you do this in nine years because you can only do this if you have termination if you just do it and you don't look backwards you move forward you 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 go and 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 you execute on your ideas on your dreams and you know the best the nicest country to do that is the united states so you you must be a motivational speaker <laughs> kind of at least with, myself all the time yeah along with being a model and a boy band member and now an insurance broker what was the name of the group that's what i want to know yeah. so you what know the name, what was the name of the boy band group oh in color in color Oh, in yes. color. Yeah, you know the funny part, you know uh, Frank Farian, Milli Vanilli. Oh, oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. He was one of our producer. Oh, really? Yes, Frank Farian was one of our producers <laughs> from Milli Vanilli. That's funny. Um our hit was in color was um ring 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 my bell, you know, baby. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? And, so was, and <laughs> Milli Vanilli is now in construction. He's in in construction re- yeah renovating homes and doing can yeah get on, can, can he get on this so we can see what's going on yeah <laughs> up right now i'm trying yeah. to i know you are i was like come yeah. on kenny you you know oh yeah oh yeah he millie vanilla now does uh renovation uh, and construction yeah how do you go yeah. from singing or how do you go from singing or lip syncing yeah, that's why <laughs> that's why because for so long he was lip syncing and people can consider that fraudulent One he of them got out of committed the... suicide. Oh wow! Really? Oh. Yeah. Really? One one of them. Yeah. He tried doing some gigging. He was gigging down in Venice Beach and stuff like that. It just all the pushback on that. Yeah, it just got to be too much. Wow! Oh, wow! That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, Joshua, I, you are really your your. I, I love your energy, and you know what? It always takes something different. to give people a push or to light a fire and when people hear a story like yours and you haven't even given us everything you've only given us snippets it takes other people saying that what is your excuse for not what is your excuse for not doing let me answer this let me answer this this is one of my main phrase i always I always you know I have I have business team member I have agents I'm motivating all of our agents and business team members and one thing I like always to say don't give me excuses give me the reason not to have an excuse Yeah but people don't understand the difference between the reason and the excuse Yes yeah they don't so, understand that there's a difference between yeah. the reason 
and the excuse. Yeah, yeah. So here's what I really learned by myself and with many other people I learned down the road because, you know, in, in an orphan, you, you, you see a lot of other, you see a lot of other kids suffering as well. It's not just right, suffering. Right. You see, right. really, I, I saw kids coming in. They were six years old. They, they, they couldn't speak because their parents had not spoken with them at all. Oh, wow. wow. They, really, they couldn't speak. They had no, they, there were no language, nothing, because they had to, they had to learn this because they were in, a, in their room, they didn't got the food. So they, the, the, the government took them out of the family and said, so no, you can't take care of your kids. We're going to take care of your kid. So, wow. Um, there was, oh, other cases as well. But um, what I learned from myself was um, no matter what ha- happened to you, the moment you can take control, it is on yourself yeah. to make a difference. It, uh-huh. it cannot make anybody else responsible for, for, for something. It is your responsibility the moment you know you can now take on, take on and make the change. You m- need to make the change. Yeah? And, and that message... It, it should resonate with everybody because everybody doesn't have a reason. Everybody has an excuse. And there's so many, so many. And we were having this very same conversation uh, with, uh, on another show where youngsters, especially Black kids, feel that they don't have to because nobody in their family's ever done anything. Nobody yeah. in their family's ever done this they've never voted they've never taken responsibility they've never made any money on their own they've never had a bank account they've never done anything they never saw themselves in any other place other than where they are at the moment and they don't understand the idea of ambition drive tenacity resilience wanting seeing something different they don't understand that reality and it's not simply a concept it's a reality and it's obviously a reality for you. And you walked to, to Cedars in pain. Yeah. Uh, you know, okay. I, I didn't have any, I didn't have any family. I did not had a, I did not had a, a, a picture of a father. I did not know my mother. Um, there was nothing. I had to create this in my own mind. You know, uh, I remember, <laughs> I remember back in the days I had, I had pictures of um, Samuel L. Jackson on my uh, in my room, or I had a picture of uh, 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 um, um, Muhammad Ali or Martin Luther King. This was my father figure, you know. Right. I, I always had a hero. So um, to pick up to this hero, I had to I had to be the hero for myself. So I had to find how did they um, how did they achieve? You know, if you look at the story of Nelson Mandela, because of his belief, he went right. to jail for many, many years to make a change. Right. Yeah. So yeah. You, 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 if, you, if you not go in your, in your belief and you not really go and do it and you just fell back and said, yeah, but, you know, this, treat, didn't treat, this person didn't treat me well and this did, now I can sit here and I can request and I can ask, Oh, now you have to do me something good. No. Yeah. The only person who is responsible to do something good to yourself is yourself. Wow. Wow. And you're a thousand percent right. You're absolutely right. Because, and it's not that we're owed something from each other. You have, and and there are tons and tons of, of youngsters, young adults who feel like they are owed something the these millennials you cannot tell them that they are not owed something they are all about instant gratification and they're all about you you got to give it to me you got to give it to me and we'll give up anything we don't what don't worry about insurance because they don't need it they're not thinking about getting insurance no they're thinking about getting the latest pair of sneakers yeah no Yep. They'd rather get sneakers than insurance. Yeah. Because as far as they're concerned, they don't need it. Yeah, it's because they, you know, that's something uh, I always like to say also. You know, we made a, in, 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 in human history, we made a huge shift when um, we 
we move from analog into a digital world. Yes, you know, yes. Um, I always say, so it's kind of, you know, the computer or the mobile phone or the, the smartphone or whatever you call it, it's it's like the devil's devil's yes, it is. product kind of. Because, yes, it now, is. because now because you can Google and you can learn everything on yourself on Google. So that makes you, oh, I know everything. Yes. Well, I don't need anything. You know, right. and, yes. and or I can pick and choose, and this is what we sh- what we show in our shows. And I mean, I was a part of it as well in Germany. You know, I was, you know, I was a, I was a model. I was traveling in Milan. I was in in uh, in, in in London. I was for a photo shoot in Miami. You know, and that was I was nineteen, uh, twenty, and we showed how easy you can uh, make a lot of money. And I mean, just 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 put on the, the the TV and watch Bravo or all those glamour shows and stuff like. That. What do we teach them? We teach them, hey, it's easy. You don't even need to know to do anything, and it doesn't need to be even smart anymore. You know, it just needs to be something really loud <laughs> that everybody jumps on. You know, so and I'm trying to in my book to explain a little bit more okay what is um what does this suffering do with you as a human being and it shows all i would try to show um the reader to it's the best thing is if you have to fight for something yeah uh, yes value it more right then you, that's right. Yeah, I have a little sweetheart right. daughter, and we are always, my wife and I, we're, we're always teaching our sweetheart um, to um, not to to get too many presents. You know, we're, we're trying to to give her on, on Christmas one or two presents. We, we don't need to overwhelm that, you know, because we, we're teaching them. Um, uh, if not, we're teaching them, oh, it just falls into the door and you, you can have whatever you want. Yes. I remember, and I, I remember a, a, a funny story. I just had this um, uh, written in my book. Um, as a kid, my biggest wish from Santa Claus was for always um, to get walkie-talkies, you know? Oh, okay. I, and, uh, and I never got walkie-talkies because walkie-talkies were out of budget for the nuns. Where do where do we buy walkie-talkies? It's way too expensive because mainly we get presents from donations from uh, other knighthood families who brought presents into the orphan. So I turned two years ago, and now it's uh, I'm, I'm turning fifty-three in May. But two years ago, I turned fifty. You're fifty-three, really? In May? I'm in May fifty-three. Yes, and wow. my wife, my wife made a made me a a really beautiful um 50 years uh, uh birthday party uh with very close friends she every catering she made by herself she made nice cookies and she decorated it was really i mean i was crying with 50 years but you know what i got a present guess what present i got what i got walkie talkies <laughs> and you know a 50 years old man gets walkie-talkies like a little boy. That's was, okay. My brother said right. he's going to give me I a walkie-talkie. I was really, I was crying. I was crying like a little boy because <laughs> I got the present. I You've been wanting to cry for years. Yes. This yeah. is cool. about that. That's great. That was really the best present I have ever gotten in my life. I'm telling you. Of course. You. That was, that's great. Do you, have, you, do, you have a, do you have a son? I have two sons. Yes, that's yeah. actually walkie-talkies. That, that's what you got? Yeah, Those that's are the... exactly what I got. <laughs> yep, so take one of the sons and drop them off around the corner, and then you guys yes. can talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, seriously, I, 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 I adore, I adore this. Uh, that's so funny. Really, I'm, I'm using this walkie-talkies. It's so funny. I, I, I love that. It's the best present I ever got in my life, I'm telling You're you. You're kidding. Wow, that's great. So, so, Joshua, so you have one daughter? I have one daughter, yes. One daughter. So yeah. I'm positive that you're going to give so much to this one daughter. She's going to be incredible. I know it already. But you know what? You made me think of something. I have one granddaughter and a boatload of daughters. Yeah. One granddaughter 
And she is spoiled, spoiled, spoiled. And I do mean spoiled rotten. She's my only grandchild. And I have excuses for doing what I do for her. And she completely understands that when Nana goes out, Nana's going to give her, bring back something for her. She already knows that. She already knows that. And I tell her that she is brilliant, that she's smart, that she's talent. I have said that to her so much that she does, she'll say it this way. I know, Nana. I know you tell me all the time. Mm. I know. And, and I think she's tired of me saying it because she says, I know, I know, Nana, you tell me all the time. I'm brilliant. I know it. And she really is. She's extremely smart. She's very intuitive. But you made me think of something. Now, I've worked with foster kids for decades. I worked at Crenshaw High School, and our entire population was foster care and group home kids. Wow. So, yeah. So you knew that, Corliss. So, I mean, you telling me, and I still say, wow, every time I hear it, because I yeah. say, crazy. Yeah, it, it is definitely crazy. But the one thing that I think that I have done and I'm guilty of doing this, is she is an only child. And I overcompensate because she, this little girl will cry because she wants a sister. She wants a sister. Yeah, she will cry because she wants a sister and a puppy. And I told my daughter, buy her a sister, go somewhere and buy her a sister, do something. I'm not, I don't, I can't do another dog. Just go get her a sister from somewhere. I I can do a kid. I just cannot do a dog. But she is she is the greatest thing since whole grain bread. But she's spoiled rotten. And you're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. I can't even tell you what she got for Christmas. There was so much of it. The entire room was filled. I have two boxes to send to California full of Bailey stuff. That's it. But what you bring because of your background is so much richness. It's, it's a rich history that everybody needs to appreciate because it gives us something else to think about. It gives us a new, a different perspective, a different perspective, because just as you said, you lived in what, what this country calls group homes. Group homes. And I remember, I think it was not Agnew, but it was, uh, uh, it was, um, oh, I can't think of the politician's name, but he began to talk about group homes, foster homes in this country. And he said, there's so many kids that live in orphanages and everybody had a fit. Nobody lives in an orphanage anymore. They don't call them orphanages, but it, it never, nobody ever stopped and thought about what was happening in other countries. Yes. In Germany. Because in Germany, you lived in an orphanage. Yes, and, and it was a true orphanage because all, you know, my, my school teacher was a nun. My, the, the, uh, uh, on the farm, or we had a, the, the orphanage was taking care of the city buying uh, or selling eggs from the chicken. We had a chicken, we had a, we had a nun who's taking care of the chicken. We had a nun of taking care of all the, the cows. We had a nun who's taking, they made, we, they made butter. Um, they made um, the, the, the bread. We, we had, it was all nuns. My music teacher was a nun. You know, the, the education master, the principal was a nun. You know, so it was a true orphan. But, you know, if I, when I, if I look backwards, for me, it was a paradise, you know. And um, I'm going to talk about this in my book because, um Yes, there was kind of um, sadness. My mom, nobody, what always came with me was always this feeling, I'm alone. Nobody is taking care. Nobody loves me. I am alone. I, I, I have to find a way to, to find myself in all those, in this jungle and find a way. And I will find. I remember that as a little boy, I always had this feeling and these thoughts, um, I'm going to show you. I'm yeah. going to show you yes. what I'm capable of doing. Yes, yes. Now, remember, I, you know, my nun is still alive. 
And when I talk with her mainly on Christmas or Eastern or on her birthday, and we talk for an hour, and I always tell her, um, sister, do you remember when I told you one day I will be in the United States? And she said, yeah, yeah, sweetheart. And she was smiling because, you know, back in the days that was United States was on a different planet, you know, yeah, nowadays yeah. everything is so small, you know, you, you, you can fly in a, in a minute, you can just go to the airport, go in a, in a plane, and then you in 11 hours, you're in Germany or in Europe, you know, so, but back in the days, it was way more complicated. And, and then when I, when I got my passport, I had my passport in my hand, I called her, <coughs> look, look, sister. I'm now a United States citizen. She, she said, she started crying. She said, so I can't believe, unbelievable. I'm so proud of you, Joshua. You know, she's 83 years old. She, wow. And, and, and I'm a 50, 50, almost 53 years old man. Yeah. So, so uh, like the mom is talking with her son, you know, and yeah. so proud you made it. I mean, this is unbelievable. And Sometimes for me, for myself, it's so impressive. It's unbelievable. It and is. Some, and it's, it's not, uh, no, talking to you now, it's not unbelievable. I, I can see that in you. Yeah, but you know what? And to be honest, and this is really an, 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 uh, an process and a development I, I make um, since I'm uh, writing my book. There's a lot of things I truly didn't know how I made it. You know, there's a lot of questions I couldn't answer myself. Mm-hmm. But but writing a book and really going into looking backwards, talking with your book editor or with your wife about um, things or talking with a nun and with people who, who um, had a, my life journey, who were in my life as a journey... Um, now looking backwards, I get so many other uh, get so many answers to things and yeah. understanding how things went and how this fits together and why this is like that, you know. So right, and, and this is kind this is kind of the content in the book. So because we want to take everyone um, into the journey to what I did, yeah, and also why um, our agents or my agents, my brokers who follow me because they believe I can help them to be successful. Yes. Um, to show them how I been successful as a foreigner, as a person who comes from an orphan with not nothing, with zero dollar, with zero family, with no, with no tie to anything who has to develop his own as a person. Yeah. The person right. who I am today is the person because I made this person. I am the person. I yes. Am Yes, yes. Nobody made me. Right, right. Yeah, and you're stronger, and you're stronger for it. Yeah, I'm stronger for it, absolutely. I yeah. You know, I said this to my editor uh, the other day. I said, you know what? I, I prefer to, to fight for every single dollar by myself instead of um, playing a lotto or lottery and try to, to hunt down a $500 million <laughs> and hope that yes. I win this 500 million. I, I, I really work hard. I really want to work hard for this. And this is exactly what I'm sharing with our agents every single day. Yeah. So it's you making this success. Yeah. I can help guiding you. I can help you to be there, but it's in the end, you have to do the work for it. Yeah. To yeah. Do it. I, and I see, I, I really see that in you, Joshua. And please don't hold it against me, Joshua. Please don't. But I know I'm going to win the lottery soon. <laughs> yeah, and I, I wish you win the lottery and you remember that and we're going to get, uh, go party together. Yeah? <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. You, we are going to go party together. Absolutely. But Joshua, you have such a fascinating life story, a fascinating life story. What was it when you were there in Germany? What was it about being there that made you say, I'm going to America. I'm going to be in America and I'm going to make it. What, what was in you? The, 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 the wish, the dream to go in the footstep of my father. I never knew. So I, you, mm-hmm. you didn't, you didn't know him, but how did you know that? 
when I when you turn 18 or 19, when you get an adult, um, you have the right to get all the documents and all those information. I got a lot of um, reports, um, uh, judgments, or from 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 a judge, and you know all the documents you learn about the stuff behind the scene. You know what you never saw as a, as a little boy. Um, and that's why I'm always saying I, I grew up in a paradise. I didn't have to buy anything. Shoes were there. We had play stuff. I didn't felt like I, I missed something other than I missed my dad or wanted to learn who is my dad. Because I did realize I have a different skin because back in the days, um, being colored in Germany was very special back in the days. Nowadays, oh. because now it's a, now it's a, it's a, it's a different story. We were sure. mixed in everywhere in Europe, but back in the days, um, being a colored person, I I started to realize, oh, I I'm a little bit different than others. So why is that? So that must be because of my father, because my my nun told me your your mother is 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 white, so we don't know your father. Oh, we, wow. they couldn't find out until today, you know. Um, and so that's why I think because of that, that created this dream and this wish. I want to be in America, and you know, okay. as a European, America. You see all this Hollywood movie. You see, oh yeah, it, America. Oh. Don't believe the hype. Yeah, <laughs> don't yeah. believe the hype. Yeah. yeah, and that's something I realized as well in the United States. How how not. It, it really is. How it really is. But you yeah. know, I still love America. I, I'm a still, I'm, I, you know, when I got my passport, I said, I said to this office, I said, I'm going to be the proudest U.S. citizen you have ever met. And wow. he said to me, I, I believe that because I hear this very often from people who actually fight to be an American citizen. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and it's and the same thing, and it fits. It's actually the same thing you just mentioned about your about your um, um, uh, um, my granddaughter. Granddaughter, uh huh. If you don't know the value of something, you don't uh, appreciate it. Appreciate, yes. You don't yeah. appreciate. You know, yeah. the grass is always greener. It's greener on the, on the other side. No? That's right. So it sounds really crazy when I say that, but it's really true. It, it is, is true. true. Yes. So, and that's why um, to fight for it and to really, I mean, it's not, it wasn't, uh, it sounds really easy and was every simple and stuff. No, I, I had, I chuckled. I, I, I fight it hard for making this happen. You know, in the first few years, in the U.S., um, I, um, it was hard to to make a living here as well. And make, it was hard to to um, to get to a point to to my, all my savings <laughs> were gone at that time, you know. Um, but believing, working on it, and making that happen, and then on some point you find people they trust your idea, they believe on in your vision. I, I have really amazing. Uh, people working for me in the business team. Um, I mean, my wife is an is an amazing uh, 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 friend, uh, companion um, mm-hmm. for me who who trusts in what I do, and that's that helps, you know. And uh, oh yeah, and and that that was an that was an awesome experience. And we're we're growing. We're we're planning to anchor the entire United States with our idea. I can't wait. And I it's, cannot it's wait. So, so Joshua, Joshua, I understand Joshua. Schneelock, how did you get to Schneelock? Your father was African? But my father was it? African American. Then my, it's actually my mother's uh, maiden name. Schneelock. Oh, okay, your mother's maiden name. And you know, Schneelock, let me tell you the meaning. Schneelock. Schneelock uh-huh. means hole in the snow. It's like Schnee, Schnee means snow, and Loch means um, hole. So it's a Schnee, it's a snow hole. Okay, okay. And listen, my my married name is Williams. Oh, Williams. My, Williams. My ma- and you can't get any more common than Williams. One of the most common names in America. My maiden name is Strother, S-T-R-A-U-T-H-E-R, which is German. Yeah, yeah. Which Strother. is German. Yes, yeah. Strother is German. And we there's a street in. Um, somewhere Detroit somewhere like that 
it's called Strother. But we know that there are no more Strothers in this country. We have not seen another Strother in this country because the Strother name is a German name. But my, my grandfather is from Paris, Texas. He was the Strother. <laughs> but on that side of the family, they were, well, my grandmother, they were all Indians. And I believe the Indians were on both sides of the family, for sure, my grandmother, but my grandfather was the Strother. We have yet to find out, and we're doing a show on genealogy, but we have yet to find out where the Strother came from. But Strother is German. Yeah. Strother is German. And we still have have yet to find out where Strother came from. um, You know, I I was... um, because I'm also part of the German-American Business Association in the board of the American GABA. It's called GABA here in California. And um, um, I, I know a few sta- statistics on that because um, German, uh, the, the uh, heritage, German heritage is the largest um, heritage group in the United States, German. And, 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 and if you look back into the history, it's because of the Second World War. You know, we had a lot of people moving out of Germany back then and, and to come to, the, to America. That's, what, that's how this dream of this America became so big in Germany as well, because it was the place where you, uh, it was the safe place, it was the paradise, it was the, the dream to, to, be, uh, to become successful and all those things, you know. So, and that's why we, it's, I think it's over 52 million people who have a German heritage in the United States. Yes, and my, my husband's brother married a German woman when he went to, when he went to the war. When he went to Vietnam, he married a German woman, Gertie. And I think I only met her once, I think, but a German woman. And when Charles and Melvin were killed at coming from Vietnam, that there went all of the interaction with Gertie. And, and the, in fact, Gertie came to my mother-in-law's service. And it was a surprise because nobody had ever heard from Gertie since Melvin yeah. passed. Yeah, but she was she was a German woman. She came here, and uh, what can you say? What can you really say? So I, I I do understand. As I said, you have a fascinating story. You haven't even begun. You there haven't even begun um... to tell. The, what was the that? Population of Germans down in uh, toward toward Austin. That's what I just showed on the screen. Schlitterbahn is one of the water parks oh. down there, and there's a uh, and there's a, it's a city down there. A lot of stuff. And the name escapes me. I'll find it. But there's a big, huge <coughs> German population in the middle of Texas. It's crazy, but it's there. So, and it's called yeah, Schlitterbahn. Schlitterbahn. Yes, that's yes. very German. Schlitterbahn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But let yeah. me tell you before we go. You know, um, I really wanted to give also everyone opportunity on 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 the radio um to go on our website uh, w do uh, dot com um to because we're giving younger folks we're giving agents really the opportunity to become a financial um self-aware and really make sure they they have a better life because if you are uh, looking for an opportunity uh, that's a great opportunity to um, help community help take care of your own bills and understand the most important uh, uh, part in the United States um, the insurance world and you know that's something I really want to make sure people take this opportunity well Joshua uh, we're going to stay connected my daughter just recently got her insurance license last month and she's going to be working in the insurance industry. I don't know if she's doing all areas of insurance, mm-hmm. but she is working in insurance. In fact, the guy that she's working under has an office in Inglewood and an office in Brea. He's got State Farm. 
yeah. he's got a state farm office. Yeah, and, and, and we help, you know, um, every agent, every broker who works with us, they have their own brand. Um, we'll actually be just a solution behind them. You know, we're helping them with the website. We're helping them with um, data consolidating. We're helping them to be the back office. So okay. nobody is branded with us. They have their own brand. They, they, we're just the engine for their sure. That's sure. what we do. Well, well, put this name in your head. Her name is Andriana Williams, and I'm going to make sure that she gets in touch with either you or Sherry. Mm-hmm. Because you have a fascinating story. And I also want to introduce you to Helena Connolly, who was on the show that you probably heard, Smart Money Moves. Mm-hmm. And I'm positive that she would like for you to also talk with the people that she works with. In fact, she's an insurance agent and she works in, in the area of, of wealth generation. So I'm positive that she would like to have a conversation with you also. And we also have someone coming up on a show at six o'clock and her name is Candy Lewis. And the name of her show is a story to tell. And you need to talk to Candy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Before you go, I want to know about the modeling. How did that ease into just real quick? How the modeling went? How did the modeling go? Oh, I, I was, you know, I was, um, back in the day, so um, one of the person who actually pushed me in, um, he is, uh, he was, uh, um, as you know, Terry Mugler, one of the famous model uh, yes. uh, fashion designer who actually yes. created for Beyonce and uh, uh, Kardashians um, a lot of uh, dresses, the wet dress look from K- from Kardashian. Do you know that? The no. wet dress look. The wet dress look from um, Kardashian, yeah. The Kardashians? Okay, I don't know anything about Look for that, because that's Terry Mugler. He just died a few days ago. Oh, okay, I knew I just heard his name. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I heard his name, yeah. Yes, he was one of the person who was uh, supporting and bringing me into the industry. His his boyfriend, actually, I met very early on from Cologne, who brought me into in Düsseldorf, because Düsseldorf is a fashion city in in Germany, I don't know if you if you know Wolfgang Jörg, Wolfgang yeah. Jörg, a German designer. Yeah, that's oh. the look. Yes. Oh, okay. This is that's the look. Terry Mugler, Terry Mugler, and I, I can share uh, uh, pictures. I, I'm sorry, I didn't know uh, we could share pictures because I could have showed you a few pictures of mine. Or if we have just one minute, I I can look quick. And if so, you can make me a presenter quick, I can maybe share. Um, uh, uh, a picture of mine quick one second okay. okay so joshua so what made you do, what prompted you or motivated you to go from modeling the boy band and then insurance right. <laughs> how yeah, did you figure out how the modeling came in you just kind yeah, of the modeling the boy band and then insurance and then you come to california where there's hollywood and you're doing <laughs> insurance and not all those things that's really interesting, and that's true. But you know what? One thing I really learned over the over time, um, and um, let me tell you why I stopped being a model. I couldn't live with being just good looking and being uh, show up because I just had a good looking or a, a nice dresses on. I wanted to have a little bit more content and deeper. Ah, very good, excellent. And I also learned in Germany um, when I uh, media. Is today you're on top, tomorrow you're That's right. anymore. Yeah, and today you're on top, tonight you're on the bottom. Yeah. Correct. And and being in a and being in an in an in insurance, you 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 have you have residual income, you can build legacy. You I mean one of the really as I mentioned before, Carl Dickerson, he he did this over sixty years and his entire family it's a dynasty of insurance. Uh, agents now and they they have a good living a good life on this you know so wow um that's why good very good well we're gonna bring you back because we haven't heard your entire story we've got our next host on and she's waiting in the wings right now and she's the host of a story to tell so joshua i've got to invite you thank you very much thank you so much i do invite you sincerely to come back and continue to tell your story. It's absolutely fascinating. So we really 